the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Big Ten. Everything you need to know about the Big Ten Conference every single weekday. As we lead up to the 2021 football season, we're previewing every team in the Big Ten. And today we have the Northwestern Wildcats. I'm Nate Dickinson, joined over the call by Isaiah Hole, our Thursday co-host and the host of Locked On Wolverines. And we also have a guest in to talk Northwestern with us today. He's the editor-in-chief over at Inside NU, the SB Nation affiliate for Northwestern. Daniel Olinger in with us to join as well. Daniel, it's a pleasure to have you on here, the show with us, and we're looking forward to talking Northwestern with you. Before we get into really a deep dive with this team, what do you think the feeling is around Northwestern campus, this fan base going into a 2021 season where nothing's really guaranteed because, well, we're coming off a pandemic? Yeah, thanks so much for having me on, guys. Excited to be here. But, uh, yeah, I, I would say that, how people view the Northwestern seat this upcoming season is probably uh, it's split, which it usually is with probably Northwestern fans. There's some who are always pretty optimistic, believe in Pat Fitzgerald and what he, and what he kind of sells as the program and that they can always find a way like again, to maybe go back to the third, third big 10 championship in four years. Uh, I probably fall in the camp of, and probably a good amount of people fall in this where they don't think we don't think Northwestern is going to be bad, but uh a season between like six and six to eight and four is kind of what I would expect, you know, kind of like find a good team, but not going to compete competing for the conference title like they have they did last year. We mentioned Isaiah Hole with us from our Locked On Wolverines podcast. Isaiah, what is your evaluation early just to this Northwestern team from an outsider's perspective, not really someone who knows the ins and outs like you do with Michigan? And also, you have anything you want to jab at Daniel with to try and pick his brain as we open the conversation here today? Well, I, I think his assessment's pretty spot on to what I've thought about this Northwestern team. I think that there's a lot of – a lot. you lose a lot of personnel going into the season – uh, I think that that's uh, that's tricky, especially when you lose the starting quarterback. Uh, I, I understand that Peyton Ramsey wasn't exactly there for a long time, but he was very experienced with his time in Indiana. Uh, you, you look at the fact that they lose Mike Hankwitz, the longtime defensive coordinator, former Michigan alum as well. Uh, not that that matters, but uh, nonetheless, I mean, you, you, lose, you, you lose quite a bit. It just does kind of seem like it's going to be a, a year that Northwestern's okay that doesn't mean that they're going to fall off of a cliff or anything. I think the foundation has been set and I think we've seen uh, Northwestern be quite, you know, quite good over the course of the last several years, but it, it seems like it is kind of ready for, you know, primed for a down year, especially. And I, I want to know how do you, how is the, how are the Wildcats? How are they dealing with the fact that uh, you lose the starting running back for the year uh, what's, uh, what does that mean for this team and, and who do they have in the mix, uh, going forward? Yeah. The news that you're referring to Cam Porter out for the year of a lower body injury just announced, uh, I believe just, was it just yesterday. Yeah. Uh, man, just trying to keep track of all the things time-wise. And, uh, 
I mean, it's already a, it's obviously a big blow when a lot of fans are excited for him after he finished the year really strong. They had kind of oscillated between Isaiah Bowser and Drake Anderson last year, both of whom transferred after kind of not having productive seasons throughout the year before Cam Porter. He had a just a great game against Illinois, which uh, continuing the North. Sorry, guys, that was my finger slipping on the button. You may start again and we can cut this together. Sorry about that, Daniel. So uh, just go back to the Cam Porter stuff? Yeah, wherever I mean, wherever you want. Again, I can I can split it in together real nice wherever you want to get going at again. All right. Uh, continuing the Northwestern tradition of running backs going for a ton of yards against Illinois, which seems to happen just about every season. Um, and then also played pretty well against both Ohio State and Auburn. But it's really just a tough blow because this is already a team, uh, according to ESPN's Bill Connolly, and, I mean, just most people, like, having the fewest amount of returning production in the entire FBS. They just, this is a very senior heavy team the past season. And now it's a team with a lot of guys who have not started in college football before that just very few starters on both sides of the ball. And to lose a guy who, I mean, obviously Cam Porter did not start the whole season, but just knowing that you had seen him produce before was kind of comforting that they could at least rely on this, but instead you don't really have that either. Um, I mean, that, it's not like Northwestern doesn't like their other running backs. And I generally, I, I well, I think it definitely hurts. I don't think it hurts as much as some people probably think it will, just because running back generally, unless it's a huge drop-off, will not make that big of a difference in your offense and how you are, it's played. Evan Hole has played for them before and had good performances, uh, most notably as a freshman against UMass, which, to be fair, that was the legendary UMass defense that gave up 84 touchdowns in 12 games. But um, yeah, he ran for about 226 yards when they – started him in that game and he's just been like generally well thought of they also have a freshman coming in Anthony Tyus who's again also very very well thought of recruit uh, very strong powerful running back so I I think it definitely hurts and again it's just it's a little upsetting probably to fans who wanted to know that they have this guy they could rely on but I generally think the running back injury to Cam Porter while it will hurt is not going to be as impactful as some people think it is uh i would say the i i think the much more significant news is the at least towards northwestern's overall season outlook is the news that hunter johnson is starting at quarterback at least for week one well it's a, a good way to help us transition that's where we're going to go next daniel as we start to talk more about this offense and we'll get more with you on that in just a moment but i do want to get your initial reactions to that decision from earlier this week northwestern going with johnson over guys like ryan Helinski or others why do you think it was Johnson, the player who led Northwestern for a lot of last season, getting this job again? Well, you know, I was definitely shocked because, like, I sent to so many group chats, like, memes of me, how upset I was that I watched all 12 of Ryan Holinsky's games at South Carolina for a big film room piece on what he could bring to the team. You know, that was a great use of my time. But, um, yeah, Hunter Johnson just – it was really hard to expect him to start after just – He's probably, a, even though, he, like, there were a lot of stuff going on during 2019. Um, His, I want to make sure I have this right here, but uh, back in 2019, there was an off-the-field circumstance. His mother was recovering from chemotherapy. He said it was really affecting him just mentally back then, and it was just a hard time for him. And, I mean, the whole 2019 offense as a whole was just not good. So it was a hard situation, but he's so closely associated with that decrepit offense that hearing that he is going to be starting again after – 
everyone assumed Ryan Helensky was being like you assume that a transfer who has starting experience is not coming to your school unless he was given a soft promise. You are going to be the starter, which clearly like I mean that's also another other reactions that some people. I've thought all offseason Pat Fitzgerald just being ton in cheek, like just kind of doing the typical coach speak thing when he said it's an open competition that we're not sure it was one yet. And it turns out he was he was telling the truth the entire time that he was really trying to figure out who the star was gonna be. And they decided like basically said I think he had a quote from the presser about uh there wasn't any like epiphany when they knew it had to be him. It's just they looked at how they attract them all off season and they determined that Hunter Johnson's playing better than Ryan Helensky right now and they think he should be the starter. So I mean yeah, it's it's definitely a surprise. Um, we haven't got to see – we have never seen Ryan Holinsky throw a pass for Northwestern on the field, and we only got to see, I believe, 108 pass attempts from Hunter Johnson with an offense that had a ton of problems back in 2019. So, I mean, both of them, it's not – you're not – you don't really know what you're going to expect. With Peyton Ramsey, you had like three to four years of evidence at Indiana about what you could get from him. But it's really just like kind of a – I guess we'll see what happens here kind of situation. Well, we got more to talk about with that offense with Daniel and Isaiah and everything with what's going on with Northwestern. It's a whole lot of teams saying that 2020 was a fluke and trying to get back to what it was before. Northwestern's looking for the opposite, trying to get more of that 2020 magic back again. We'll talk more about if it can happen in just a minute right here on Locked On Big Ten. We got a new sponsor to tell you about, and it's Sweatblock. Now, Sweatblock has, if you don't know, some of the best products out there to just making sure that you're not sweating too much. It's the summer months, and it's the dog days of summer now in August, but Sweatblock has you covered. If you have that one shirt that you tried on at the store, it fit perfectly, you looked great, perfect shirt for you, but then you go out in that hot weather for the first time in it, and it just absolutely gets drenched in sweat. Some people sweat a lot, but some clothes just aren't meant to take any sort of sweat really it seems so if you end up having one of those shirts that just you seem to sweat through every time or if you do just seem to sweat more than normal people you can try out the sweat block wipes to see if it will work for you and if it doesn't they'll get your money back these things are up to seven days effective on your underarms with one set of wipes just wipe them on your arms real nice and easy to do and you're protected good to go for up to a week and again if it doesn't keep your underarms dry, they will refund you your money. And you can save money, too, by using our promo code at the site. Go to sweatblock.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off your order. That's 20% off at sweatblock.com with the promo code LOCKEDON. That's LOCKEDON, the promo code. Go try them out. You're going to come back for more. This stuff really, really does work. Welcome back into Locked On Big Ten. Everything you need to know about the Big Ten Conference every single weekday. Alongside our Thursday co-host and the host of Locked On Wolverines, Isaiah Hull, we're joined by Daniel O'Leary, Editor-in-Chief over at Inside NU, the SB Nation affiliate for Northwestern, talking about the Wildcats going into the season in a year in which, I mentioned before, Northwestern's trying to replicate that COVID season, except doing it with a whole offseason and all the things that come with some sort of normalcy but Daniel as we go into things here in the fall this offense has some question marks around it and one of them opens up again in that same day that Cam Porter gets hurt the news comes out Zachary Franks isn't going to be on this offensive line all season too I want to start there in the trenches as it'll 
at least I think, be going a long way as to what this offense can do. Where do you think this team's at there on the line on offense? Yeah, well, I mean, Zachary Franks wasn't a projected starter. Uh, it's No injury is ever good. Um, and right. also offensive line, just you want depth on offensive line because it is rare to keep the same offensive line, like starting lineup for the whole season. The, these guys are very physical. Football, is a, football, as we all know, is a violent sport and there will be injuries. So just losing some depth before the season is never a good thing to see. Uh, still, their offensive line, I would say, is most definitely their strongest position group on the, that side of the ball. Um I mean, obviously, the most big, biggest name is Peter Skaronsky after a dominant true freshman season where he just basically stepped in for Rashawn Slater and was awesome, like, right away. So he just very rarely got beat by anyone capable of pushing anyone he needed to. They also returned Ethan Weirker and uh, Sam Jarak on the offensive line, who both had solid seasons as well. Kurt Anderson, their O-line could just done a really good job building that up. And it's just – it's a position group where – Northwestern obviously has gotten slightly better at recruiting during Pat Fitzgerald time, but they are never going to be a five-star or four-star school. But when they have brought in like four-star talents or better talents, it usually has come from the offensive line group that they do get some decent players there, like de- some really highly thought of high school players. I mean, Skronsky was a four-star coming out. So I would definitely say it's their strongest group. And I mean, but that's also a testament to what we think of the rest of the offense right now. Cause like we said, running backs, uh, I mean, I still think Evan Hull and Anthony Tyus, Andrew Clare, the transfer from Bowling Green, they can all do a good job. Uh, and, I mean, Hunter Johnson or and whoever else might get a start at QB throughout the season, it's all kind of a mystery. But then, like, Cam Porter, before his injury, was their returning leading receiver with nine receptions last year. Obviously, it was a shortened season, but they basically lost their entire receiving core. Uh, so the guys they have stepping in, like Stephon Robinson Jr. from Kansas, is probably going to be their number one target Uh Bradley Locker for our site wrote a really great film room breakdown of him and just all he can offer just an overall really talented receiver got going to a school like Kansas. Like let's face it, maybe a team that you might be talking about on this podcast in a few years, but uh, like uh, not, not a ton of football talent there. So they threw it to him a lot. So Northwestern, we could, we could see him getting target law is probably the most talented receiver in this offense. Also guys like um, JJ Jeff Jefferson and, uh, Malik Washington, uh, I'm trying to Br- Rice Curds, Berkeley Holman, just some guys who, like again, these are names you probably haven't heard of before because it's a, basically an entire new receiving core. The guys they relied on last year with Ramad Chokia Bowman and Riley Lees, they they all left. They all went on to the NFL, via signing deals with teams and camps. So, yeah, the O line is definitely there. Probably of all the spots where there, you know, the quote unquote skill positions are basically just it's all new it's you're not exactly sure what you're going to get you just there's still hope for them but you just don't know quite know what you have there yet the offensive line like they know peter skronsky is a stud they know that they can trust jarek and weirdicker and i feel like they're pretty confident in their other alignment too so it's definitely their strongest position group on that side of the ball now we heard obviously a lot about the offense and just all of the different uh, uncertainties, but you know, guys that could really figure in. I think one of the biggest things that's uncertain in my eyes when it comes to Northwestern is what the defense is going to be. Mike Hankwitz having moved on, can can you tell me a little bit about what this new look defense looks like and uh, and, and essentially how they're uh, potentially going to rebound? Yeah, I mean, the loss of Mike Hankwitz is, I mean, obviously very important. He's been there a long time. The Northwestern has had. You could argue Northwestern had maybe the best defense in the country last year. Some people will say that's biased. I, they were really good defense. It was very hard to score them. And you saw in that Big Ten championship, like, 
Mike Hankwitz and Pat Fitzgerald came up with great plan against Ohio State, which is basically, you know, drop seven, drop eight for the whole game and just dare them to run because they're not they're not going to pass. We'll, we will lose any other way. And for two and a half quarters, it was working pretty well. But um, so that he's definitely a very good uh, defensive coordinator and one that will be sorely missed. Uh, Jim O'Brien's been doing some – I mean, basically what they've said, uh, like I know Brandon Joseph at Big Ten Media Days said that he's been bringing some new NFL concepts to them, just new types of schemes, just a few things like that. But I generally think the identity of this defense will remain the same. I'm obviously Pat Fitzgerald, famous college linebacker, has probably more influence on the defense side of the ball, but he has influence on both sides. Uh, so I would still say, like, it's going to be – it's a different defense because, again, Northwestern returning the – fewest amount of production like the entire FBS is a lot of new faces out there although I would say their defense has a few more returners a few more familiarity guys who've had rotation minutes or rotation snaps before so it's not just completely like new like where again like as the receivers for Northwestern it's just you know like you might fans are probably gonna be looking up stuff during games when they see a new guy catch a pass so I I would say that the defense largely it's just not reasonable probably to expect it to be as good as last year when last year's team was a ton of seniors and a defensive coordinator they've had forever. Just and all those guys have, and they're talented guys as well, who had all kind of built an identity together. But I would still say it's, it's not like this is going to be a bad Northwestern defense by any sense of what they have. Are you hearing anything coming out of camp about, uh, about how they've looked so far, how much they've been able to, to, to buy in? I mean, <laughs> Pat Fitzgerald and Co. They keep a pretty tight shit there. There's not not a ton of stuff that gets out. Um, yeah, I I'd just say that that in general. Um, you know, it's not coming out of camp, but like, uh, I mean, if you read any read anything out there, like uh, Brandon Joseph is pretty much. I mean, I've seen projected mocks him as a second round pick, maybe a first round pick. He's gonna be a redshirt sophomore this year. But, you know, I remember people. I got asked by someone one time if they thought he could be like if he could be a first-team All-American again. I said my only doubt with that would be that he had some, he had six interceptions last year in just those first eight. So six interceptions in the eight regular season games they played, which is incredible. It, but, you know, turnovers can be largely, like, not totally luck-based, but, I mean, f- fumble recoveries largely are. But just, like, they're not very – they're not, like, a sticky stat. You're not just going to – get the same number of interceptions every year, whether it's teams throwing you certain ways. I mean, a few of those interceptions he got were because a ball bounced through a receiver's hands and he was in the right spot at the right time. And good for him for having great awareness, good hands, great timing and stuff like that. But it's just kind of hard to replicate that. But, I mean, even beyond just the turnovers he caused, like Brandon Joseph was just a fantastic player all year. You could see it in that first game against Maryland. Like, I think Maryland tried like a like a little running back toss and he shot from the safety position through everyone. He just has incredible speed and length and just really shocks teams with how he can get through everything so fast. So, I mean, again, not, that's not like a particular camp report, but I would, again, I, I expect their defense to still be pretty good with him at the back of it and other experienced corners like uh, A.J. Hampton and Rod Hurd still back there with them. Daniel, is Joseph the guy who takes over in the locker room on that defense too? Because that team had a lot of really good players, but also had a lot of really good experience playing together and with each other and kind of working as a unit. I mean, he definitely, like, probably is respected by everyone for how talented he is. But I would, if you're looking for, like, the guys who probably are specifically more thought of as the vocal leaders, it's uh, Chris Bergen, who's come back now. He's a six-year linebacker here at Northwestern. He's been there a long time. You know, they talked about themselves last year as the Irish law firm with him, Patty Fisher, and Bryce 
and uh, Blake Gallagher. But uh, the, the, now with those two off to the NFL, it's just um, just Chris back there. And so, yeah, as probably the most experienced starter on the team, he definitely has a lot of say what happens. And also Joe Spivak, who they gave the – it's a special thing in Northwestern's program to get awarded the number one jersey, which he was, which, again, number one as a defensive lineman and a 300-pound D tackle is a great aesthetic. He is a very fun guy, probably the funniest interviewee like on the entire team. Um, there was a press conference last year where on Zoom they asked him like about someone had mentioned that he tried to do an impersonation of uh, Pat Fitzgerald once, which he then did live for the media on air, which was, it was just hilarious. He's a very energetic guy. He has done like social media bits for the team interviewing other players, like very just a very like. I could definitely see like him and Chris Bergen as probably the two guys who, you know, as the, I think I want to say Spivak's sixth year or fifth year, but they're definitely two of the most experienced guys on the team and two of, and then Spivak definitely probably it's most energetic and vocal. So they're probably thought of as the overall leaders. If you've been listening to the show, then you already know about Bet Online and all that it has to offer. You may have already gone over to the website and checked it out. Been a little bit intrigued, probably, by all of the different lines that they have out there. Really, just how nice it is to look at everything. They got a nice setup on the site. And of course, they've got information out there that you're not going to be able to find anywhere else, too. If you haven't gone out yet, I suggest that you go to the browser and check out betonline.ag. At least see what they have to offer because. It really is everything that you could need as far as your sports betting goes. They've got the lines. They've got the stories to make sure that you're educated before you put that money on the games. They've got, of course, great deals going on all the time, including one with us right now. If you go to betonline.ag and enter the promo code Locked On, you'll get 50% off your order. 50 per, I'm sorry, 50% added on top of your first deposit. I, I'm mixing up all sorts of stuff going on here. But if you go to betonline.ag right now, make a deposit after you end up making your account and add in that promo code locked on, they'll add 50% onto whatever your deposit is. That's what I meant to say. So whatever you put in, 50% of it just thrown right on top for free. Thanks to the people over at betonline.ag. It's a really great deal that you want to at least check out and see if it's something you're going to like because if you're a sports better i promise you're going to like betonline.ag before we get back with isaiah on the show rock auto is the place to go for all of your car parts needs right now the weather's nice out you're not thinking about anything going on in those winter months so so far away but as it turns out december's only three and a half four months away now the new year is right around the corner, and before you know it, especially in Big Ten country, it's going to be winter. And that's not when you want anything going wrong in your car, for sure. Don't get stuck in the snow. It's miserable out there trying to pull your car out if you get stuck, and of course it can be dangerous too. So make sure that your car is up to date and ready to go at rockauto.com. If there's anything that you need repaired, upgraded, whatever, Rock Auto can get the right part for you at the right price. Price. They cut out that middleman, so you get it straight to your door from your couch at a better price than what you'll get at the dealership or the parts store or wherever else you may go. It's rockauto.com. If you end up using the service, make sure you let them know that you heard from us about them. It's locked on in their little how did you hear about us box there. I feel like you got to be a little bit of a personality if you're going to do that. If you're going to wear a number one and be that big, people are going to have questions. So you got to be able to talk to them and be able to do that kind of stuff. 
I want to go back to quarterback a little bit with you, Daniel, because you mentioned at the end of the last segment, just a a quick little tidbit about just the battle and how Ryan Alinsky didn't come here to sit the bench. He had been a starter somewhere else. You brought up how that's kind of how you were feeling about like you were looking forward to seeing him play. Is that something that's echoed around Northwestern? Where are people at with how confident they're at with Hunter Johnson, knowing that there's a player with starting quarterback experience on that bench that doesn't already have a one touchdown, four interception season, bad taste in the fans' mouths that Hunter Johnson has? I mean, I'm I'm guessing there are for sure like some people who are very concerned by it. Again, I don't think like, I do not think either of them are as good as Peyton Ramsey, or at least will be as good as he was last season. I mean, Peyton Ramsey, even though he was kind of, he was non-spectacular, like Peyton was largely pretty good. Uh, You he, I mean, you could trust him to make throws on third down, and I think Hunter Johnson definitely. One thing that could play could have played a part in like how they made the decisions that Hunter Johnson is more of a running threat than Ryan Holinsky, which I don't know if he is as much as Peyton Ramsey. It has been a long time now since we've really seen him play. He did not take a single snap last season, but uh, like Ryan Holinsky is very much pocket passer, not on the move. Just Ryan Holinsky's pretty slow, like compared to the other football players in the field. Whereas Peyton Ramsey was again not a speed demon, but could definitely get outside for scrambles and they could run read options with him. He could be trusted to do that. So, I, I, I just yeah, I know what you're saying about like just it's probably some pe- people are like the sky is falling that Hunter Johnson's gonna start again. This might go bad, but then again, like they've changed their start for like, I mean, in his first start against Stanford in 2019, halfway through the game, they put in TJ green, who was put together a really good drive before he had suffered a season ending injury in that game. So I think he, I think uh, Pat Fitzgerald is very willing to change if things aren't going well. So, you know, who knows who is their starter by week five, if it's either gone really well or really poorly, or, you know, really hoping not, but there could be another injury. You never know if these kinds of things. Uh, So, I would say it's just, but then again, I think, I don't think like either of them was, neither of them were projected to be all big 10 level quarterbacks. So like, what are you really talking the difference here? And obviously it's more important, like the distinction between those two than is like the distinction between Cam Porter and Evan Hole, because quarterback is just inherently more important than running back toward the overall like value of your offense. But I, I would say that, I don't know what you if you're like really this then shocked by it, it's like well what did you think you were getting already like there was no promised like level of play in either of them probably now one of the more important uh, things that you always see it from an, any team in a given year is the influx of freshmen that come in and usually every team has one or two that ends up making their way on the field during uh during camp and throughout the season are there any guys that you look at and say this is a guy that can be an early contributor here for Northwestern? I mean, if you look up and down like their their start their projected starting depth charts, it really is just there's not really many true freshmen listed. But if I had to say one like that, you could see like again with his injury with injury to Cam Porter, we could definitely be seeing Anthony Tyus, the running back, here a very high level recruit who just. Like that is a big dude at running back, if I remember correctly, like six one, six two, and like I don't have his weight in front of me right now, but he's he's like a very powerful running back. And I just and then again with now the uncertainty at that position and how they have maybe not gone by committee, but have been certainly willing to change again, 
Pat Fitzgerald, if a guy's not playing well, is very willing to change that starter. Like to, he's not like locked into one starter at any position. So I definitely think he would be a guy who, should they not be impressed with the level of running they're getting from Andrew Clare or uh, uh, Evan Hull at the start of the season, they could definitely say, hey, Tyus, today's going to be your day. How about you go out there and let's see what you got? Because it's a position that you can, again, not a huge drop-off from one spot to another, and he might he might be the most talented guy in that room now if Cam Porter injured. Mm-hmm. I guess, Daniel, we've danced around the kind of big picture for this team, but there's a lot to discuss with that because there's a whole lot of big range of expectations you can have for the Wildcats right now. In 2019, this team won three games. In 2020, it played in the Big Ten Championship. In 2021, at least the media and coaches think this team's a fringe top 25 squad in the preseason. I don't know how much of that is respect for this year's team or respect for last year's talent. Where is the expectation level right now, at least within this program, within this campus and this fan base for what people want Northwestern to be able to do this year? Well, I mean, within this program and within this fan base are two different things because within the program, right. Pat Fitzgerald yeah. probably believes they can win the Big Ten every year because that's, that's what he sells the players on. That he, It's why he's been such a great coach for 15 years now. It's a long time to be a coach and that he's built this program up into the point where it's just expected that they're usually a, a solid, decent team is that he is conv- he convinces everyone of his message that you guys are special. You can do it. Don't. Don't believe the fact that they all tell you you're less talented, that you are the fighting Reese Davises. You are you are better than that, and you can beat these better teams. It like Pat Fitzgerald's basically convinced them they can win every game 17 to 14, and that's what they go out and try and do just about every year. And then you look at the results. I mean, it's hard to speak against them, what he's been able to do at a program that historically was so bad as Northwestern's football team, and now to be as good as they are. Um, and again, I say that the fan base, like, I don't think there's anyone thinking that they're going to walk into Indianapolis again and beat Ohio State this time. Like, I don't think there would have to be a very be a very optimistic fan to think that's possible this season. But I definitely think they – I think the fan base would be very disappointed if they finished lower than third in the division. That's probably as low as they could finish. And still fans feel like, okay, not a huge drop-off. They still are who they are. It's still a, an above-average Big Ten team. And I mean, I think it's definitely possible with – even though they all the produ- the production they've lost, it's an easier schedule than 2019 was. And just for the single fact that their offense can't be as bad as it was in 2019 as that was the one of the worst offenses ever. I believe there was like a four- to five-week stretch of how to touchdown. Just very, very poor offensive play. It's going to be hard to replicate that. You just kind of have to be better than that. But, um, I, I, again, I would say that just – kind of expecting them to go back to maybe how they were thought of, you know, in those mid 2010s is like the third best team in the big 10 West is kind of, I would say is a projection for the season behind I was behind Iowa and Wisconsin, probably. Although given how much Northwestern fans hate Iowa, I don't think there'll be plenty of them who say they aren't okay with losing to Iowa this season. <laughs> well, Daniel Olinger is the manager of inside NU at SB Nation. Isaiah Holes, our Locked On Wolverines host every single Thursday on with us on Locked On Big Ten. Isaiah, any final parting shots for Daniel before we let him go? If you had to pick one one game that uh, would change the outlook for the season, what game would it be? What, I feel like no, you're just going to lose. You're just baiting me into the saying the at Michigan game. 
but um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I want to know what game. But if you're saying well, it, Michigan, I mean, we we were asked like, what's what would be the most important win? I said that one because I had it down somewhere, but it's been a long time since Northwestern's beaten like a really good Michigan team. Like they beat them in 2008, but if memory serves correct, that was the very bad three and nine team. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you know. I mean, congrats. Do you want a participation ribbon for that one? Like, they weren't very good that good that season. Uh, and you know, Northwestern just—they always talk about wanting to like you know take the next step, which they made the Big Ten championship. So obviously, the most important one would be beating "quote unquote" Ohio State in the Big Ten championship, beating that blue blood program. But I think they're—I think a lot of teams in the Big Ten are a few steps away from beating Ohio State in a game like that at this point. But um, yeah, beating a team like Michigan, who is thought of to have like way more quote-unquote talent them bring them higher star recruits is thought of as the better program and one that i know northwest it's one that i know northwestern fans would get a big kick out of because they've already proven they can beat every team in the west even if they're thought of as better football programs that they, they know they can beat wisconsin they know they can beat iowa you know the fans of those schools dread their games against northwestern because again they're they're fearful they lose the game 17 to 14 it's just an awful three-hour experience for them but michigan a team they don't get to play off and playing in ann arbor even if it's not the Michigan of old or not I don't know like Michigan's generally projected around third or fourth in the east right now so it's not like they're projected as a titan of the conference but it's one where I'm pretty sure Northwestern walks into the game as an underdog and being able to beat a team like that it was just a like solid Michigan team would mean a lot to NU Mm -hmm. not even on the same side of the conference not even a big rivalry but you think about how close those two schools are it definitely is something that the fan bases care about on that front and then as you mentioned being able to continue to prove that Northwestern can be a top football school in the Big Ten would go a long way, beating Michigan to try and prove that point. Uh, Daniel Olinger is, again, over at Inside NU with SB Nation and Northwestern really all the time, doing things there as the EIC. Daniel, before I let you go, anywhere else where people can get a hold of what you're up to? Yeah, so uh, like you said, I'm, I'm a co-editor-in-chief over Inside NU along with Ben Chase and Max Stone. Uh, we do a lot of great work there covering all of Northwestern sports. Um, uh, my handle on Twitter is at Dan underscore Olinger. Uh, I'm also a podcaster and contributor for Liberty Ballers, the Sixers, SB, Philadelphia 76ers, SB Nation site. And I've, although I don't, I don't tweet as much as I used to because I recently started a internship as a basketball video scout for Sports Info Solutions, so... But you still, I'll, I'll still be sending out stuff like I'm sure during, you'll definitely see me tweeting either from the inside of your account or my own account during Northwestern's football games are starting soon. So yeah, you can follow me on there. And Isaiah Hole again is with us every Thursday on Locked On Big Ten. You can hear him every weekday on Locked On Wolverines and where else can we hear, read, see you, Isaiah? Wolverineswire.usatoday.com. That's simple enough. Until next Thursday with Isaiah, until tomorrow here on Locked On Big Ten, and I'm sure we'll have Daniel on again at some point to chat Northwestern. I'm Ake Dickinson. This has been Locked On Big Ten.